2: Opinion Line, Corks 96 FM. Let's go to my old pal Tony Martin of KetoMind.ie. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning, KJ, Have a new year to you and to you, sir. It is the time when people start to look at themselves and think, "I need to sort myself out a small bit."
1: Yep. This is the time of the year when the re- resolutions that are made over the new year, while we're feasting and gorging, suddenly start raising their heads. And uh, we start now Monday. Uh, we start Monday. We start Monday. Uh, we start February, etc., etc. So um, it, it's the time now to knuckle it down. Have your plan. Put your plan in place. No plan, you won't succeed.
2: I think most people are afraid, Tony, that they will be uh, aching from a gym, starving from eating like a bird, and and generally that their whole life will have to change just for them to lose a couple of pounds.
1: Well, the, the aching from the gym is out the window, PJ, because everything is closed. So yeah. th- that you can put that fear to bed. So what people need to do is they need to look at and maybe get, instead of just, you know, taking your little a la carte diet and implementing some notion idea of a diet, uh, take a look and do a spring cleaning on lifestyle and take a lifestyle approach as opposed to just a dietary approach. The short term has been seen for time immemorial not to work. Uh, people get a mindset that they're in a little bubble and there's an end to being in the bubble and then it's back to normal when they come out of the bubble and anything they would have lost or any you know, health benefit that they would have gotten from popping into that bubble. It, it goes when, when it all ends. And the thing with this is that people set unrealistic goals for themselves they're not doing as much research into the process of what the whole thing is supposed to be about for themselves. They're not learning anything. And, uh, you know, they, they just end up being like what 95% of people in the recidivistic category end up doing is just putting it all back on with a little bit more. Yeah. So un- unless they look at it, unless, you know, they, they, they design something that will fit in with what they do, unless they conscientiously engage with the process then it just becomes a little thing that they do every year. They dust them on, they dust it off the resolution, try it out for a couple of weeks, and and it fails. Whereas Mm. with the opportunity that we've been afforded now with the lockdown, with the amount of information that's available out there on all aspects of diet, I don't think there's any excuse for anybody not to find something that they can integrate as a lifestyle. And the one which is gaining massive traction at the minute is is, is the low-carb approach.
2: Yeah, your, your, your website is, is ketomind.ie, and, and you've said many times over the years, Tony, when we've talked, that this is about a science rather than about a diet or about an exercise plan. It's about a science and how the science applies to each and every one of us, and there's none of us the same. Is that the way it is?
1: It is. I, no, I mean, you could start a diet and you'll get a reaction in the first week because you're changing the environment that the food creates for you. Now, I've often talked about like environmental factors affecting everything. Now, whatever you plunge yourself into, in other words, if you go into the sunshine, the environment of the sun causes your body to get tanned up because there's a reaction on your skin to, pro- to protect you from sun. So when you, when, you, when you go into the sunshine, the environment of the sun has a genetic change in you that, that allows you to tan. That's an epigenetic reaction that increases the tan on your skin. When you go away from the sun, you don't need the tan, so that disappears. Now, just like the physical environment that we, that, that we create by, by going into hot or cold areas, we also have an internal environment that's created by the food. So when we eat different types of food, we create different reactions within our body that the new food causes the body, causes the body to react to. Now, mm. if we can understand that, that's a little bit convoluted, but if we can understand that, when you eat what are called healthy foods, like whole foods, the body has to do a lot more work and has to adapt and has to create different bacteria, well, allow different bacteria to proliferate in the stomach that will help us to digest and facilitate the digestion of the foods. And that creates different environments and different reactions within how our bodies react which hmm. can lead to us getting fitter and which can lead to us feeling healthier and can I- improve well-being. And like I think all that information is out there now in droves, and, and that's what people should be looking. That's what people should be investing their time and their energy into, looking at alternate lifestyles as opposed to the ones that they've been living, which has led to them being overweight in the first place. Hmm. Is it
2: different for every individual, Tony? Like, There's no one, one sheet fits all, as it were.
1: No, and, and like, I mean, uh, I've been tracking, say, my own blood sugar, say, for the last four years now. And what I find is, you know, you could do something one day and you get a certain reaction from it. I could do the exact same thing tomorrow and I would get a different set of reactions from it. So the body is constantly adapting within an individual, and then each individual is, is, is different from every other individual. But having said that, you should try a certain type of, an aspect of, of a diet and see what works for you in terms of the reaction you're getting. Now, the problem most people face is they don't know what those reactions are supposed to be. They yeah. don't have any clue as regards what's supposed to happen and they'll do it for a certain period of time. They'll get to an end point and they view that then as the end point and try to get on with something else. Nice. My whole The old way of
2: doing it is that, that, that you kind of look at yourself and say, right, what did I eat today? So for the next... Month. I'm not going to eat any chocolate. I'm not going to eat any sweets. I'm not going to eat any fries or takeaways. I'm going to eat good fruit and vegetables, and drink a hell of a lot more water, and try and walk a bit. And then, well, that will work. But then, after a couple work. of weeks, thinking, well, what next?
1: Well, again, you see, it, it it is that what next thing, which is what draws people because they feel like I'm in this here now, I'm in the bubble, and at the end of the bubble then, they're looking at getting in shape as an end point as opposed to being a starting point. Like, you should mm-hmm. always have a reason why you want to get in shape so that you can invest and incentivize getting in shape. And then when you get in shape, use it as a starting ramp-off point for, you know, improving what you do and how you do it. Now, mm-hmm. to have something like that in place, you, you, you like, you need to put a lot more thinking into what you're doing, not just picking up a paper and doing, you know this little diet that you read in the paper and give it a lash for a while, you know, because that's not going to work because we get a lot more from food and the effect of food in terms of how it makes us feel than just the nutrition side of it. There are several different chemicals that are released in the body in relation to food that make us feel good, like our happiness chemicals. And different types of food, the social aspect of food, the reward system of food, they all kick in and give us different feelings of well-being. And if you don't have an idea of where you're going with, with it or an understanding of these things, you know, you can you know, put your mood down a small little, make your mood a little bit depressed, yeah. you know, get the notion that you're in prison, that it's a prison sentence, that, oh, I can't live this, I can't do this, life isn't worth living. So, again, the more structure you can put into what you're doing, the more of an understanding you can get around what you're doing, the more successful whatever effort mm. you're going to make will be.
2: You, you mentioned the term "in shape." Now, there, there was a time when "in shape" we all thought to be uh, as, as skinny as a rake and and effectively fit as a fiddle. In shape varies from people to people, from person to person as well, doesn't it? What is in shape for me is not in shape for Fergal or Terry.
1: like uh, I agree wholeheartedly with the PJ. Like everybody needs to find what they're happy looking at the mirror at. You know, so whatever shape you need to be in to look in the mirror and say, yeah, I'm happy with that, that's, that's in shape for you. And that's a completely individual thing. You can't compare and contrast it with anybody else. These little idealized versions that we have on the posters of people in shape and we want to get in shape like those people, like that's not realistic like the, really, the reality of most people is you have a certain shape, you have certain shoulder structure, hip structure, you carry fat in certain areas which, which can make you look bottom heavy or top heavy, and mm. you, you need to reduce fat all around. You need to get into a relative healthy state for yourself, which means taking your, your measurements and quantifying where you're at in, in relative health terms at the start of your endeavor and then having points cut-off points where you can measure the effect of what you're doing at, at, at other points so that mm-hmm. you've got terms of reference for yourself.
2: Talk to me about your own website, uh, Keto Mind. I looked at it this morning. What, what is the the philosophy behind that?
1: Well, uh, I I would, as you know, i I body built all my life, and yeah. I would go through periods of eat what I wanted because I was training hard and heavy and I needed all the calories to getting ready for a show, and getting ready for a show, I'd cut all the carbs out and I'd go into i <laughs> I'd induce the keto state to greater my fat. Now, Always, when I competed, I would always feel the best I've ever felt. I'd get onto my leanest weight, and I'd be feeling absolutely fantastic. And then I'd have this notion into my head, like, this is the end of it now. I've done a show, and I'll eat all I want again. And yeah. then, like, you get so kind of lazy, big, laid back, relaxed, that nothing would get done. And I always found that... I was incredibly efficient and felt incredibly good when I got lean. But of course, as a lifestyle choice, that never entered my head because it was all about getting big and lifting heavy weights. And then I got a serious injury in my back a good 20 years ago. And I found that I needed to lose weight because the, the extra weight was, was, was distressing me. And I got into shape and I reduced all the inflammation going on a keto diet again. And then I went back to normal and, and put the weight on again. And about five years ago, And I I tore my back again and um, I did some neuropathic damage down my my left leg, which caused me a lot of issues. So I had to pull back on the training and I went back into the keto diet again. I lost about three and a half stone. I wasn't really heavy at the time, but I'm I'm walking around now at at my competitive lean weight and I've never felt good. Now, the, the inflammation and pain around my, my, my lower back area in relation to what I did to it has abated a fair bit. I, I haven't mm. improved the, the, the neuropathy. So I just I said, hey, this is a lifestyle that we all need to look at. And I looked and I went in as deep as I could into the process of what happened when you went fully keto because you hear all. Well, well, what's keto, Tony? It. I hear a lot. What, what is keto? Well, people's understanding of keto now is that it's a low-carb diet. But what, what, the, the term keto is, 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 has been hijacked and it has lots of colloquial meanings now. But like ketosis is putting your body into a state where there's very, very little carbohydrates available as the main energy. So your blood sugar level drops down to the point where it induces the body to break down fat to allow it to go into ketosis to use the ketones of of being in ketosis to supply the energy to get your blood sugar level back up. That again sounds convoluted. So what it is, is it's reducing in effect your carbohydrates and keeping your blood sugar at a very, very low level and inducing the body to burn fat to produce ketones as an alternative energy source.
2: So so what you're saying effectively is that you stop feeding the body stuff so that it
1: uses its own stuff you, as you, you You choose foods to manipulate the body into thinking you're inducing a starved state, which then allows the body to start breaking fat down instead of storing it. And Any does that time, mean being hungry? There's the, uh, the exact opposite. There is absolutely very, very little hunger on it. Wow. Which is why people now look at intermittent fasting and all the other stuff that they've observed over the last four or five years that have become fashionable as a result of of more work being done. These studies going into the effects of the keto diet now and its health benefits and the intermittent fasting and the prolonged periods of starvation, etc. have been seen to have unbelievable effects hitherto unstudied because... People didn't look at it because everything was around the standard American diet and all the recommendations that were built up around the standard American diet, which would have had maybe 40% of its, 40% of its calories coming from carbohydrates. But yes. now, because of the popularity of the, of, of the keto and verticomis diet, there's huge work being done in it at the moment
2: couple of questions that have come in, Tony. And th- this is a valid one. I've seen it before. Some people lose uh, some weight and then they look 10 years older. Have they done something wrong? Like not just sagging skin. They just don't look well.
1: Well, it, it depends on the rate that you lose the weight at. Now, if you can imagine, like people talk about fat, I've got a lot of fat around my stomach. You don't actually, you've got an equal proportion of fat in all your storage pads all over your body. Now, if you blew up a balloon and left it blown up, and then let the air out of it after about two months, you wouldn't even notice the balloon collapsing. It would just pff, let the air out a small little bit. It's the yeah. same thing with skin. If you're putting out a lot of weight and you're piling out a load of fat into the, into the um, subcutaneous fat stores, which are the, the fat stores underneath the skin that everybody has, then as you lose the weight, the skin which was stretched over the fat becomes loose, and so it sags. And it yes. can give you a gaunt look. But again, if you manage the weight loss properly and if you engage in in, in resistance training to increase muscle mass and do other things to enhance Fat loss and and try to or enhance fat loss and also enhance muscle uh, building and gain at the same time, and that 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 horribly sunken look doesn't really happen because you know you're you're not you're not crash dieting your calories are up there so you're encouraging the body to lose fat at a good rate without the sagging happening without that you know that sunken death camp look. <laughs> Have you heard of NAC?
2: Some kind of a supplement it, that people are taking.
1: Like, again, there are so many supplements out there. There are so many new names popping up out there. If, if you give the uh, the, the, the chemicals um, uh, aspect of what that is, then, um, you, you know, you, I, I, I probably have heard of it in some shape, size or form. I mean, like most of the, the, the studies done on vitamins, they're what are called in vitro studies. People look at what happens inside a test tube or a jar of cells or at a biochemical level within a cell, and they say, in this cell, now, this is used for this, and then they try to extrapolate that to an in vivo. In other words, if you eat that, then that will happen. And sometimes these are done erroneously or without the proper scientific scrutiny. Right. So, like, it can work. They can make a claim that it works in the cell, but as regards taking something and getting the same effect on the human, which is billions of cells, billions of integrated processes, billions of hormonal processes, it, it's seen not to work at all. Yeah. You know.
2: n acetylcysteine is what that stands for, by the way.
1: Yeah, I've seen I've seen work done on cysteine, like an acetyl is just um, uh, the, the chemical terminology for uh, and one aspect of cysteine, which is an, an amino acid or, or an anti-inflammatory or, you know, uh, yeah. it, there's work done in it. But again, like people take these things and they're hoping for miracles to happen. You know, the, the best way to go about getting fit, one is to start regimenting a lifestyle change. Now, one of the best and easiest things a person can do is to say, stop eating at six o'clock in the evening. Now, if you stop eating at six o'clock in the evening and have a four to five hour gap before you go to bed, you're going to bed empty. And the body then, when it's reassessing and repatriating its energy stores, It can do so without the interference of nutrients being high in the blood system. So appetite regulation and fat stores become much easier for the body to regulate if you leave the four to five hour gap between your last meal and going to bed. If you can supplement that with a walk between your last meal and going to bed, it enhances the process further because it drops the blood sugar a little bit further. And if people just do that alone. You're getting into a period then where you're not eating, for say, from six o'clock till your breakfast to eight o'clock in the morning. There's a 14-hour gap in eating, which allows the body to regulate its energy stores in terms of fat and blood sugar, which has a massive mm. effect on well-being and a massive effect on actually weight loss and redressing overweight issues. So something, like something a, as simple as easy as it, that.
2: It sounds like it sounds like a very a very simple start. Lastly and briefly, uh, Tony, what if you don't? obviously none of us can get into gyms at the moment, but like exercising at home, what can we do there? Is walking a simple
1: answer? Walking, there's two types of exercise. There is the aerobic exercise, which is a gentle walk for 20 to 25 minutes. 20 to 25 minutes, because after that stage, the blood sugar level is dropping and you have to get the blood sugar level back up again, which means that you're going to be burning stored energy for that. So that process kicks that in. And then resistance training, which are, you know, body weight exercises if you're at home, that's the other aspect of it. And you don't have to do hours of it. People, uh, like, have been sold a pup in terms of thinking that they have to train for hours. If you just want to get an effect and stay healthy, you know, five to ten minutes, three to four times a week is ample on the resistance element okay. now there are plenty online advocates or little demonstrations of small little circuits that you can do at home with your body weight it's it's been fantastic in the event of the last lockdown i do know uh the key and the name, uh the two lads there they opened up an atp gym out in donnybrook they have done a good bit of online stuff and they're highly informative very intuitive very well informed what they do so they're, 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 they'd be good guys to, to, to look at. Uh, there are another few guys out there who are doing online stuff, um, small little YouTube videos. Just just get with something that's sustainable. It, it'll be five or 10 minutes a day. You know, don't be doing stuff for hours a day because you won't sustain that long. Mm. People don't have yeah. the time for that. So if you're realistic and you want to improve the structure, five to 10 minutes. Two to three times, four times possibly a week, and walk every day if you can. A twenty minute walk after your last meal in the evening, and you will see so much improvement in terms of body weight and health that you'll be saying to yourself, why didn't I do this for years? It's so okay. simple.
2: Alright, Tony, I'll leave it there. Always a, a mind of information. Website for Tony Martin is KetoMind.ie K-E-T-O-M-I-N-E-D. Tony, thank you. PJ. Cheers, PJ. Bye bye. Cheers. Corks ninety six FM.